This is the Gateway Roller Hockey League Podcast. Season 1, Episode 1. You guys want to get rolling and just go around the table, introduce introduce yourselves and talk about exactly what you do within the league and start from there? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, going. we're not really going. We're just going. Okay. So, um, Quinn, tell, tell us who you are and what you're doing within the league. Yeah, so Quinn Hellman, um, and I am the, one of the directors of operations. Um, I'll be there at all game days and pretty much from beginning to end, um, setting up and tearing down at the end of the day. Um, that's pretty much my job as far as on the board goes. There you go. Rick? I am Rick Harshany. I am uh, running the social media campaign for the league and communications as well as podcast. I'm Andy Stubblefield. I, my main job is like communications and kind of player outreach PR type stuff and work closely with Rick on scheduling when things go to socials and what we want to put out. So it's kind of uh, good just, job with that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. Probably the best part of the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom Williams. I'm just here to hang out and do the podcast with these jerks. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about what the GRHL is all about. Why? Like, why are we doing this this way? Who wants to start off with that one? I think you do. Okay. Think, yeah. Communications. Yeah, that's fair. So, <laughs> uh. Well, first off, we just wanted a place. The, the number one thing is we want a, a competitive league for people to play hockey, adults in the area to play hockey and continue to play hockey. Um, that's first and foremost. Secondly, we want a league that is fair and people are feel connected with. Um, it's not just, you know, I've played in various leagues where it's like you show up and you don't even know everyone on your own team. And then you get random people fill in and you're like, who is this dude? And he goes and scores seven goals and you t- your team wins by three. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then you never see him again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we want to make more of a, a culture that is, I guess, more of a family, but not necessarily like buddy-buddy family, more just like, oh, I know that guy. And we think that will help build respect for the other players that you're playing against. We think that'll help keep things under control um, which is why we have it set up the way we do with the teams. And you enter, you know, the biggest difference between our league and other leagues is you don't enter as a team, you enter as a player. And then you get drafted to a different team. Um, so that allows players to play with everyone in the league. Um, it's not like you have your group of buddies and then you enter a league and you play a, a different group of buddies, right? You enter as a player, you can move around, you can be traded, um, all that fun stuff. It also adds some excitement, some creativity, something that you don't really see. Um, that's, uh, the big one with the, on the hockey side of it. The other side of it is we are run by a board of governors and Rick and Quinn here and myself were, were part of that. Uh, there's 12 of us. Um, and basically we set up the structure of the league. Now I say that, but we are not like the end all be all the, the league is set up to be transparent and have player input. Um, we want this to be a league that players want to play in and we don't want to dictate how the league's going to be run if the players don't want it to be run that way. So we have come up with the idea of a, basically a players association. And that is a mechanism that allows players to voice their concerns, comments, complaints to the board 
to the board and board members and even suggestions, right? Um, <clears throat> so that way we can take that back and talk about it as a group to make the best league for players. So they are excited to play and it's, it's a league that they want to be a part of. Very cool. Well, I mean, as far as the schedule is concerned, um, that's next up on our list of topics to tackle. So the schedule's shifting. It yes. used to be kind of a, 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 what did it go? January to November? January, yeah, yep. Summer was a killer. Uh, right. Yeah. I think you with know. all the people that went on vacation and, and um, were at the lake, you know, because, you know, it's been a, lot of te- a lot of people spend time on the lake, you know, on a Saturday. Um, I think we ran into so many issues like we're seeing now with the gong <laughs> um, We have nothing. We're not going to say anything. No, mean. I just, it's just, it's always <laughs> been like that. Right. And it's just summertime is the worst time for that. Um, so I think what we figured out was, I, I think it was, I'm not sure who I first brought it up to. I think it was Stubbs. I said, what are the th- thoughts of trying to run from the fall all the way to basically May? Um, to eliminate those months. I, and I was very hesitant because we had such a short, short turnaround time from the time we started putting this thing together to um, October's when we're starting. Yeah, I, I will say that was the one thing that I've heard a lot from people is how quickly this league is starting up is surprising. Yeah. I don't think anybody was expecting to have another hockey league until January. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I honestly was, think it worked in our favor because... yeah. I think if we would have waited, I think we might have lost a yeah. few people. I think so, And yeah. I think by it's actually timing it out just perfectly um, with how the other leagues are going. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to stop Very talking. <laughs> no, you're good. you're good. That was well said. I need a couple of clown noises in there. <laughs> a couple of slide whistles. Yeah, the, the biggest thing with the schedule, and that's you know, a drastic change, is going from October to May and avoiding those summer months. And... This year, it'll be October to May. In future years, it will be August to May, but late August. Um, we want to avoid... We wanted to avoid those summer months because people are going on vacation. People are doing things, and participation is typically lower. Also, the YMCA is so goddamn hot. Yeah, that that's another thing. Um, so pleasant. Yeah, so... <laughs> The big the the other thing with this with this first year, due to the kind of compressed schedule, we are having double headers. Um, that is not going to be something that we plan on doing moving forward. But to fit in a full thirteen game regular season in this the time frame that we had, we had to do double headers this year. Um, so each team will play two double headers. Each team so each team has two double headers and they're back to back. So oh, okay. you'll play at like say five thirty and then seven, or you'll play at. Um, I think it was the game before the five, so four o'clock and five thirty. I think. Yeah. I think that was the way it set up. Is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Um. So you're not there all day long. You're not, you know, having a break in between. You're going right into your next game. Of course, we have the warm up break that that you'll have. But yeah. there were some discussions like cool about break. There was a lot of discussion. <laughs> there was. There were some strong opinions. I felt like, but as far as put a game or two between there to allow those players to get a break, but. I think at the end of the day, logistically, it made sense to have it back to back. Yeah, from the standpoint of players being able to, you know, spend three or four hours their Saturday um, versus six or seven. Well, I mean, still we have space. guys that are that are live on the other side of St. Louis right, too. Right. Some, right. You know, some players yeah. live in the same. People live in the same hour away. Yeah, yeah. that have to yeah. either hang out for two hours and yeah. wait for their next game, or yeah. go home for. 
25 minutes and come back. So. Plus, it's only a year one right. obstacle. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to get this to go at the quality we want it, this is one of those things we got to endure. Yeah. yeah. And we worked a lot with Joey Blackwood on that and then got his opinion on getting, like, waiver claims for those games. And he his opinion was you'd be a lot... We'd have a lot more success having waiver claims yeah. if you had back-to-back games versus, hey, you play at 2.30 yeah. and then you play again at 4 yeah. right. or 5.30, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and along with that, do we want to talk about like kind of the, the timing of the games and yeah, the changes absolutely. we made to that? Yep. So just briefly, we, we cut the warm-up down to, from 10 minutes to 7 minutes. Um, People period. be happy about that. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Periods are still 20 minutes long. We're not changing that. Uh, I think intermissions are three, four, four, four minutes. minutes. Yep. And what were they before? Five. Five. Okay. And then the, another big change is the last two minutes of every game, we're stopping the clock. Yep. People now we happy about that. Yes. Yep. Now this mm-hmm. can be agreed to be waived if both team captains that are playing that game are like, you know, if it's like ten to three, and you're like, yeah, eh, there's no need to stop the clock. They yep. can talk to the ops box or the refs. The refs talk to the ops box. Yeah. And then we'll just keep the clock running. That's fair. This so, also means timeouts will stop the clock. So you can call a timeout whenever you want. There's no more restrictions on that as mm-hmm. other leagues have. Yeah. And the clock will always stop for the full minute. That's so, cool. I like that. Now, the two-minute pause, is that going to be a hard, the horn blows at two minutes left? Or will that? Would it, no, would that just be a stop? Any stoppage of play yeah, in stoppage under two play. minutes yes. would cause the clock to stop. Yeah, correct. So correct. There's yeah. no two-minute warning, yeah. so to speak. Correct. Yeah. It's just any whistle after two minutes, yes. the clock will stop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. That's cool. I really like that. I didn't know that part. That's really awesome. Yeah. I've yeah. been trying to pay attention to all this BS yep. and some of it I've missed. I, and I don't it, know if me too. we've announced that really. <laughs> no, I don't think any of that's been announced other yeah. than rules to the captains. Right. Um, and that was input from players. Yep. Like we heard, we heard people talk about wanting the stopped clock the last two minutes. We heard people wanting stopped clock for uh, timeouts. Mm-hmm. We heard people wanting shorter, shorter warmups. I mean, so there was nothing are, worse than knowing you, you had a timeout and there's two minutes left in that game and mm-hmm. you're down by two. Yeah. Right? right. Like that's half the opportunity. Right. Right. You just kick it back to your goal. If you need the timeout. Right. Right. Hold the play. So this gives you the opportunity to rest your top guys. Right. Um, if you've got a, pow- a penalty kill late in the game or a power play late in the game, you're down by one, whatever, you can rest your top guys and get them back out there. Yeah. So so then essentially that leads into overtime, which is whatever time is left is how much time will be thrown on the, on the scoreboard. And that time just runs. That's a There's a no-stop no clock. In three the, on three, right? Yep, three on three. Yeah, just... Yeah. Unless a penalty. Because then we go to four, four on, three. on three. Similar Incorrect. to the Incorrect. Incorrect. No. Oh. It's three on two. Because um, in roller hockey, you can go down to two players on a penalty. Right. So we had, no, I'm going to keep all no, that's that. Good. That's good. Yeah. People need to. Yeah. So three on two, and then I would, I would, I would believe that if there was another penalty after that, is when you make it four on two. But I guess that's something we would have to discuss a little further. Yeah. Um, Probably not likely, but yeah, still. Yeah. Uh, along with that, do we want to talk about? Well, we'll get into that later. I think. Um, yeah, we'll get into that later. Okay. Let's talk playoff format. What's changing? Not much. Um, well, let's talk about what it is, I guess you could say. So, obviously, the one seeds from both division play the two wildcard teams. Um, and those two wildcard teams could come from either division or could come from just one division. Um, the two and the three seeds from each division will play each other. 
Um, and I'm not sure how it looks after that, but and that's, all that's, all that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, let's talk about standings and tiebreakers. So what, what are the tiebreakers now? Because that's a big, that's another, another input that we heard from players. Um, yeah, the goals for is a very troublesome yes stat. Whenever you're, you know, you're trying to be a sportsmanship kind of league, right? Because I mean, I remember in past leagues where we had to run up the score in order to get the playoff spot, right? Yeah, so, so it, it's now head to head. It's head to head. Number one. Yep. And then division record division is record. number two because essentially we nail it down to if two teams were battling for the higher seed, right? It's coming within your division either way, right? As far as the playoff format goes, because you only play the other division teams once, right? So you're gonna right. have you're either gonna be one and zero or zero and one. Your tiebreaker is gonna be the head to head, yes, and it will never go past that, right? Right. If you're a wild Outside card team, or if you're number one, yep. Right. The two and the three is where it really comes into play, right? Right. So, and that's your divisional record first, and then after that, I honestly kind of forgot. The, um, waiver, correct? No, I think there's one more. It's goal differential. Goal differential. That's which right. I'm. I, I that's something I want to talk about. I, I think I do like the fact of the team with the least amount of waiver. Claims, I like that too, um, because that means you've used your team to get to that spot more than the other team has got used. Right, their team. Correct. If that makes sense. No way. Explain that to me. I, I don't. So, go ahead. So right now we have it set up, and this could change from input, but right now it's set up that the third tiebreaker is goal differential. Okay. If that, if you're still tied, so if you have the same divisional record, if you split with one team in your division, you have the same divisional record with that team, and you have the same goal differential as that team. The last tiebreaker would be how many waiver claims you use throughout the season. Oh. So the team, the team with the least amount of waiver claims would get the tiebreaker. Yeah. So okay. it prioritizes you drafting players that, that, show up, that, show that are committed and show up. Okay. And to Quinn's point, that also tells you that that team had more of their team showing up to earn those wins right. than the other team. Right. That got more possible waiver right. help. Sure. And I could see the counterpoint, the counter argument of, well, maybe the waiver players that we got weren't as good, so we actually had to do, but yeah. I still think it prioritizes the commitment and you drafting committed players. And you as a captain group are getting players to be on board and commit right. and show exactly. up. Exactly. Yep. And we want to reward that. Creating that camaraderie within your team so that everyone does want to show up on Saturday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Okay, that, that's really cool. I didn't have, I didn't get that at all. It's awesome. Um, let's talk about keeper picks. Explain yeah. how that's going to work now. Since uh, So the bottom two teams, the 9 and 10 teams, the, this I might need to pull this up because this is kind of not complicated, but it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So. This, this was some discussion. Yeah. And it was fun discussion, actually. It was. And not to give... Not to pat Quinn and I on the back, but we kind of spent a lot of time developing we spent, this. We spent three hours on this. We did. Whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. I don't think we knew the conversation was going to go three hours. Hey, Tom, can you bring over some gold stars for these guys? <laughs> <laughs> All the gold stars I have. So first off, there's four keeper picks. But you might be asking yourself, wait a minute. There's 10 teams in the league, eight playoff teams. How are there four keeper picks? So we wanted a system that did not reward tanking. And... We know that with previous leagues, there were teams that felt they weren't strong enough to compete for a championship, and they felt they were better off long-term if they missed the playoffs. So it behooved them to not win games to secure a keeper pick. 
So to combat that, we now have four keeper picks. So the simplest one is the bottom two teams are automatically going to get a keeper pick. They play in the championship game or a champion. They play on championship weekend. The winner of that gets the first keeper pick selection, and we'll get into that. The second team gets the second keeper pick selection. So the next two keeper picks go to the two teams with the lowest record that were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So that might sound confusing. It's, yeah, you probably need a drawing board to really yeah. make this seat come to light. It's really simple. You need some pins and a board with some yarn between yeah. them. Yeah. It's re- this is the basic, the simplest way to put it. There's four teams that get eliminated in the first round, right? The bottom two teams, right? The two teams with the worst record are the teams that are going to get those keeper picks. So there's no way for a division winner to get a keeper pick. Because even if the top two division winners lose in the first round, there were still two other teams that lost in the first round. This is some big brain shit. Like, where did you come up with? Yeah. (laughs) Quinn and I. Wow. Gold stars. (laughs) Gold stars. So, because we wanted to prevent that too, right? Like, and we wanted to keep, well, if you're a division winner, why are you getting a keeper pick, right? Right. Like, that's not, or also we're calling them compensation picks. They're not keeper picks because of other things we'll get into. Yeah. So this is also where it gets kind of interesting. So we had they. Uh, I noted earlier. I mentioned that the winner of that nine versus ten, the bottom two teams, gets the first keeper pick selection. Selection. That's the you got as a distinction, like right. It's a little different than just getting the first overall pick. Right. They get to pick where they want to select within One those four. four picks. And each slot has a, a corresponding salary and contract year. So we're doing contract years this year. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the more contract years that you assign to that keeper pick, the more expensive that pick is. But the lower the pick number that you get, the cheaper that pick gets. So the first overall pick is going to be the most expensive pick. So For obvious reasons. Right, because that's the best player available, right? right? So if you win that keeper pick or that compensation pick game, you were the worst team, but you won that compensation pick game. Do you want to pick first overall and have the most expensive player, but the best player, or would you be better off for your salary cap situation to pick fourth overall and get the cheapest player available for guaranteed basically? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it, it adds a lot of strategy um, to this yeah. and decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, it's hard to do on a podcast. Yeah. As far as what? Like describing the well, the t- I think the it'll tiers just, yeah, and- I think it'll just be interesting when teams have so-called people that are friends of theirs that are in the draft and they get a compensation pick. And they know their guy is not going to go first overall, maybe even second overall. They might drop to 3 or 4. It'll be interesting to see do they go for the top overall pick or do they go down to that 3 or 4 slot where they can pick their so-called Buddy, that you know, it just right. depends entirely on their cap space. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because the cheaper, you, the lower you go, the cheaper you get. Yeah, but you get, you know, obviously a little less over. Rick's over here shaking his head. No, like <laughs> no, either. No, he's, it's, are, it's, are you going cross-eyed yet? <laughs> it's a game within a game. It is a game. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's like the inception of men's league. Where you know, so before with previous leagues, it was like we're getting a keeper pick and. We're going to get the first overall pick, so we're just picking the best player available. Right. Bottom line. And he's going to be very cheap. Yep. Right? Which I didn't really agree with. Like, why is Jake Schulte? Why is the best player available the cheap? (laughs) You know, why are you getting them for so cheap? Right. And that's why we kind of did the reverse, where 
you get the first overall pick, which is obviously a benefit because they are the best player available, but you're paying more for them. And to Quinn's point, it also gets interesting because you might view a guy as third or fourth best, Mm -hmm. but someone else might have that person as first or second best. And that's kind of where you have to judge. We are targeting this player, Player. but where do we think they're going to go? Yeah. Because obviously you want to pick the lowest you can because it's going to get cheaper the, the further down you go. But you're risking not getting that player. Right. Especially if you get, you know, say there's like four or five guys that are all pretty close. It's going to be really interesting yeah. to see what teams, what direction teams go. Yeah. So That's really cool. And this is all spelled out. It's on the website. Yeah. In the rule book. Everything yeah. we're talking about tonight is on the website. Hey, Rick, why don't you give them the socials? So they can go look at all the stuff. Oh, yeah. So on Instagram, you can find us at, at Gateway Roller Hockey League. On Twitter, you can get us at, at GR underscore HL underscore. That was, I was really at the mercy of, you know, what they had. Yeah, well, there's but, probably no GRHLs available. Right. Facebook, we're at Gateway Roller Hockey. That is typically the most active one, but we're going to work on that. Yeah, and, and with that on the website, we've also got our constitution, which kind of spells out how we're set up as a league, um, all that fun stuff. Like I said, the rules are on there. And then I don't know if it's up there yet, but it will be is a player code of conduct, basically what we expect of our players. I haven't seen a code of conduct yet, but that's... We got to work with Joey to get that up, but we do have one. And the website is? Yeah, the website is gatewayrollerhockey.com. So all your info is right there. Go sign up if you haven't already. Yeah, you can. We're still taking sign. Up. We're always taking signups. Yep. Um, yeah, always going to need players. Yeah. And for waiver guys, it's free. You can, you know, you get a text that says, "Hey, we need a player for this week." You can say in or out, no obligation, totally free. Yep. So while we're on the topic of drafting, let's talk about the draft a little bit. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be like the wild west. This is the first time this has really ever happened. I guess you could say. And of all the leagues I've ever played in. Yeah. Yeah, Let's first just kind of talk about the draft format and how that's going to go down compared to previous years and what it's going to be like signing players to turn. Yeah. And we'll get into the nitty gritty of of the kind of pre-draft discussion in a little bit. But let's let's kind of hammer out what this draft is going to look like for people that are showing up that day. So the basics, each team's got $120 in cap space to work with. And then the captains all have an assigned salary that the board voted on. Um, so that is detracted from that 120, which that was a great discussion on the, the discord meeting, by the way, just listening to you guys tell each other what you're worth was, was <laughs> I tried hard. It's a little weird, right? It does. Like, well, I think this guy's only worth $4 and he's sitting right there in the yeah. group. Like, oh, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, not to derail, but we should go over, you know, Hey, you can go listen to these meetings. Yes, yeah. please yeah. do. Like they're fascinating for me. Cause I've never been involved in the planning of a league before so <laughs> these are most of us <laughs> well, I know, I know. I, I, it's just interesting to me because you guys hammer this stuff out so civilly like i was half expecting jerry springer yeah and i'm not getting it so it's it's kind of fun to listen to you guys actually not be dicks to each other it's yeah. it's been a fun time it has it. Yeah, yeah, for sure everyone gets jobs pretty well and i think that there's been some times where it's gets a little contentious but i think everyone has the same goal in mind and we all want to reach that goal so and I when are the meetings? They're Wednesday nights. Typically Wednesdays. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, eight, they're yeah, Wednesday, from- seven to eight. 
somewhere yeah. at yeah. And they're just on Discord. There's a board meetings voice channel. Anyone can join it. Now, if you are not a board member, you don't have permissions to talk. So, but there's a chat. Yeah, there yeah. is a there you is a text chat to the chat. It's uh, and you can like and I stay on the chat things. pretty well, so I can see if anybody's saying anything. Yeah, so feel free to jump it's another in. Another incentive to be involved in the Discord any, too, because that Discord yeah. server is awesome. People need to be more involved. Any questions or suggestions is appreciated. And if you come up with a question during the week when we don't have a board meeting, we have a Q and A channel that anyone can type in. So if you're, and to be honest with you, if you have a question about something, you're probably not the only one. So feel free to just drop it in there, and a board member or someone will get to it. So with the draft. Uh, each team's got $120. Like I said, uh, each captain group has a salary that's been assigned, so that gets subtracted from the 120 I think, for example, I'm uh, captain on the Yetis. I believe we have $51 between our three groups. So we have uh, whatever that comes out to be, 79 Yeah, you so, guys have a fair amount of money. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's what we have to draft our seven roster players. Each team also has 11 contract years, and this is a new concept. And this is also something that Joe, myself, Quinn spent a lot of time kind of talking about. So with contract years, it's not like you, you know, previous leagues where you sign a guy to an extension and he just gets a flat raise. When you draft a player, you're going to say, Tom Williams, $7. And then another team, Tom Williams, $8, whatever. And then whatever team you end up at, they win the bid, and then they say either one, two, or three years. And you now will make, say, $9. Your salary will be $9 for three seasons. Okay. And you will be on that team for three seasons unless they trade you. Okay. Now, with extensions, well, yeah, we'll go to... What do you want to talk... Like, that's the gist of it. So you have 11 of those that you can hand out. And the way it's set up is I think you can do two, three years... And yeah. one two year, right? Seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, you can no. do two three years and four one year yeah. or five one years. Yep. Or you could do what four two years and, and three one years. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So Math. That gives yeah. You, yeah, that yeah, gives you even more room yeah. to play around. Yeah. So it gives yeah. front offices flexibility. Um and it also is gonna be really interesting come trade time, right? Because yeah. you might have a guy who's on an expensive contract that's one year. You could trade him for a guy that's on a longer-term contract. So you're building for the future, right? Or vice versa. You're going for it, so you're going to get the more talented player, but you're giving up this guy who's locked up on a good salary long-term. Right. Um, along with the draft, real quick, we'll, we'll jump into that real fast. So we do have a clause that's called the top-tier clause. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can explain this a little bit. Basically, if your salary, if you're Tom Williams, you're being bid on, and the Jets say 19 and the Yetis come in and say $20. That is way too much for Tom Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell them both that they are terrible at this game. If that's, how, that's what they're paying for me. They're so, going to be disappointed. So at that point, once a player's salary reaches $20, it is automatically a one-year contract. Okay. Okay. And that player cannot be extended. They oh, are, really? They are going into the draft the following season no matter what. And there's a reason we kind of set that in place is so that those top players are, we see a, a fair amount of turnover and also creates a pool of players. I guess you could say each year where that are, you you know, you're going to have good players that are available to those teams that are getting comp picks and are trying to so-called, you know, uh, rebuild their roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we didn't just pick 
20, I know $20 is a nice even number, but we honestly did not just pick that randomly. We actually looked at past drafts in other leagues. And for example, last year, there were only five players that were above that threshold. And you had a lot more money available. And I think there were 63 players total that were drafted. Mm-hmm. So it's really like the top 5 or 4%, something like that. So it's not going to be a large... This won't affect a large number of people. But to Quinn's point, we wanted to keep... The, the issue, right, is if we didn't have that, the top eight players would get it would take eight years to 12 to guys again. right yeah. would be locked up for three years this first season okay and they would never be entered and then they would all enter their draft at the same time yeah right yeah. so that's so kind of keeps people rolling through the league you'll play with a bunch of different other people exactly different teams get better opportunities as the time goes on exactly yeah that's a really cool concept yeah so the except if they're bidding twenty dollars for me, they're not <laughs> going straight to the fucking dumpster. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, I think that kind of covers the draft for no, the most I think part. I mean, this, that's, this draft is going to be an interesting it's one. Be out of chaos. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> talk about it. before in other leagues where we drafted and you had no idea what's going to happen. This one is going to be just at, at all over the map. It's going to be fun. I've never seen in any previous leagues. I like draft. that we keep saying previous leagues. <laughs> like it's very. Is it's, there an elephant in here? <laughs> well, if there were, if there were, I knew his name. <laughs> anyway, um, the skill, the uh, talent level has never been this high. No, I mean everybody's going, up for grabs. Going through the list, and it's just like, oh man. I mean, like you, like I'm sure you can get a bad grade after draft day, but like you're gonna have a good team. Yeah, everybody's very balanced. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is the goal, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, competition, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, one thing I want to touch on with that. So extensions, this obviously won't really come into play till next year, but or next season. But with extensions, um, if they are on a one or two year contract, you can extend them for one or two years. And that is a scale based on their previous salary. It will go up a certain amount. And that will... if So if you sign an extension for two years and their salary goes up, say, $4 it goes up $4 for both seasons. So if they went from, I think it's like 10, they would go to 14 for the two seasons that you extend them. It doesn't go up 14 and And then 18. 18. It just stays at 14 again. It's a set number. Right. And that number is lower if you only do one year because you're only getting them for one more year. Now, once a player signs an extension, you cannot extend them again. Okay. And if they're on a three-year contract initially, they can only be extended for one season. So what this means is the maximum amount of years that you can be on one team is four seasons. Now, they can redraft you, right? So you couldn't... It's You you will at most be on on a team for four years without entering the draft. Right. Right. Perfect. Good way to explain. Yeah. And again, that's to keep things rolling over because in previous leagues, with certain picks that, you know, five dollars and then they're seven and then they're nine and then they're 11 and then they're 13 like you're going to keep someone for six seven eight years before their value really outweighed or their skill outweighed their contract so this is a way to kind of balance that a little bit cool to create turnover yep so let's talk teams oh this is all you rick oh this is me yeah this is your all right We've got teams, Kevin. I've been talking Let's a talk lot, a little so bit about jersey yeah. stuff, too. I'm sure everybody yeah. that, that hasn't been paying close enough of attention is going to have questions about how the jerseys are going to oh, work. Yeah. Dude, the jerseys are all sick. How oh, they're not? great, yeah. but how are you going to get a hold of them? That's well, the we'll question. Get, we'll get into so, that. Let's start with the teams. Okay. All right. We have 10 teams within two divisions, five per, if you're a math major like myself. 
I'm not, now, can I ask why why we went from twelve to ten? Yes, good, good question. question. You can. <laughs> All right. So why did we go from twelve to ten? <laughs> I would say it has a lot to do with the amount of players we had. I think we, we kind of had an idea as to how many players we were going to have. And I think that has a lot to do with that. I also think 12 teams is hard to manage, especially in the first year. Um, I think 10 is going to be challenging in itself. Um, but I, I think honestly, though, it comes down to how many guys we were, we thought we were going to be able to pull in. It <laughs> seems to be, just the right yeah and to touch on that committed people right yes Yes. and that was one of the things that we had talked about and i had i had said this in the discord when this discussion came up and i said i would rather have a smaller league of more committed people than a larger league with less committed people yes and that was something we felt happened where you know if if you expand too quickly you kind of lose that right and mm-hmm. you start getting people that aren't as committed because they don't know what they're getting involved with and then they're like ah this isn't really for me so we want we want people to be fighting for those regular spots yeah. we want people to be waiting hey when do you have a spot coming open when someone leaving when can i join when we want that because that means they're going to show up to be waivers they're committed to play and if we have people who are in the league as regulars and they are not committed to play, we can replace yep. them. Yes. Yep. So that was one of the reasons why we shrank down to 10. Okay. Anyway. All teams. right. So teams. All right. We have two divisions, the Lincoln division and the show me division. Now these teams are not placed geographically speaking. It's pretty arbitrary. Yeah. Cause I think your team Quinn, is in the show me. But is not everybody located in Illinois on your team? Nope. Are we in the show me? Yes, you are in the show well, me. Everyone on our team lives in Illinois. There you go. Oh. Okay. So. So is ours. In the show me. <laughs> <laughs> in the show me division, we have the Venom, which is Joey Blackwood, Adam Deese, Ryan Mearns, and Frank Hart, which is pretty similar to. Yeah, a different team. A lot real, of these cores are similar. I was going to say real quick well, before we get into that, we did try to keep the captain groups familiar with each other because we know that those people have worked together in the past, and we didn't want to disrupt too much because it's already a lot of change from what right. we did from what was going on before. Well, just so. having familiarity there is going to is going to help kind of calm things down when things get a little bit chaotic throughout Ex- the draft. Exactly. Getting, getting new teams put together, at least having some familiarity. So a lot of these, out. yeah, so a lot of these might sound familiar to you that are familiar with other leagues, so just other leagues. We can just say it, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody here is shit-talking. We are just saying I'm things. just trying not to be exploitative. All right. And then also in the show me, we have the Raptors, which is Sean Hazlitt, Scott Moss, Ryan Patrick, and Tim Haas. Then we have the blue depth. Nope. Barracudas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The Barracudas, which is Court Hellman, Brady Reekman, Justin Sure. Did I say that right? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, it's Justin. Lee Short. Where did I? Then, then we have the Yetis, which is Andy Stubblefield, Zach Lohr, Lyle Schallenberger, Jared Jackson. And then finally, in the show me division, we have the Jets, which is Joe Combs, Luke Edwards, Brendan Witt, and Court's brother. <laughs> Ooh, damn! I really liked. I I think one of my favorite things ab- uh, about it is the way we came up with names as far as uh, the divisions go. I think that was really cool. 
the show me and the Lincoln. I think it highlights both both sides of the border. I think the logos for those divisions are awesome as well. I wonder who um, made those. Yeah. I tell uh, you, as a Lincoln team, the, that show me logo sick. <laughs> I think we just sent in pictures about um the, the division logos? Yeah. I made them. You made them? Yeah. But did so when we when we talked about them. Is yeah. when we sent in. You okay. sent that one image of like the arch with the yeah, and then you just and I just found yeah, yeah, I just found some art yeah. and made them up in yeah. uh, Illustrator. Gold yeah. star, gold star again, Andy. Have it. Yeah. I just called you Andy for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know his name was Andy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. Alrighty, so moving over to the Lincoln Division, we have the Thundercats, which is Jason Quigley, Chris Baggett, Kyle Killam, and Johnny Lynn. And the Outlaws, which is Michael Shaw, Logan Wendell, Alex Kaiser, and VJ Bomarito. Then the Wolves, which is Tom Amato, Sean Carmody, Shane Wall, and myself. The Moose, which is Josh Pate, Taylor Williams, Nick Castillo, Kenny Vandehey. And the Sting, which is Justin Willett. Well, let's try that one again. Sorry, Justin. That's two Justins in a row. I fucked up their names. <laughs> Edit that up too. J- I don't think I will. I don't think I will. <laughs> Justin Windmiller, Jason Householder, Tyler Kraft, and Kyle Hempen. So all these teams have their own logos that they design. The captains design themselves. They've got their own jerseys that the captains captains design. And uh, have we have we shown those yet, Rick? We have shown them. We've, We've revealed them. They where look at? Great. They're on the social medias. They're on the Discord server. Yeah, you can't go anywhere without seeing them right now. Good. Which well, is that's true. I, I can't go anywhere without seeing them. You're right. I get Especially on, right now. Right now, you're wearing the <laughs> damn Wolves t-shirt. So. Yep. Out soon. But yeah, they're all they're all great. The detail the guys put into them, they, they look amazing. They're, the Easter eggs within them, like most of them say stuff in the collars yeah. or have a logo or something. It's yeah, it's killer. I mean, if I anything, they're very original. Them. You know, I think that's what the, my favorite thing about them. I, I'm glad, actually, that Court's team switched from the Blue Devils to Barracudas because it's something where was the last time you heard of a team named Barracudas? Yeah. First Blue Devils. Everybody knows about Duke, obviously. Right. Um, I think that's what's cool about, you know, some of our team names. I like the Yetis is very unique, obviously. So Our color scheme is also unique. And I wasn't sure how well it would work at it works first, great. to be honest. It does. But it's got a frosty feeling. To yeah. It, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, every team did a great job coming up with, uh, you know, this was something that honestly I was a little nervous about on the board because we talked about this on how we wanted to identify teams. And we felt like it would give teams some creativity and kind of an identity. And we were worried about, you know, well, because how many of us have played in beer leagues where you've got like the, the knuckle draggers or something yeah, or like something not so professional. Yeah, yeah. The dirty dusters or something. And they, you know, no one ever has matching jerseys or whatever. Yeah. So we wanted something that was clean and professional and, and something to have a little pride in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think every team did a good job of designing a jersey. That's not over the top. Or, they, they all feel like they're from the same palette with being completely different. Yeah. Yes. Which so. is weird. Yeah. So I feel like if we could do that, this league has a really good shot of working. <laughs> Some teams are quicker than others, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. perfection takes time, right? That's right. That's, yeah. perfection, that's right. You um, just got to find an NHL team with like a third or fourth jersey you really, really like. <laughs> yeah, both of you guys just <laughs> use NHL jerseys. I could not get away from that red. I love that jersey. 
So let's talk about what, how, how are guys going to get a hold of these jerseys? How's that going to work? Yeah, um, the league that's kind of the jerseys. Yeah, let's talk about that's game day stuff. So, Quinn, you want to take that? Yeah. So after the draft, following the draft, what we're going to do is um, each captain group. I, I think how we're going to do this is each captain group is going to reach out to their team as far as who would like to buy a jersey with the information as far as you know the cost. Um, you know what what you get as far as the number you want. You know you get your name on the back. Um, so your own size, own size that you want. That's right. Um, you know, I think it, it also kind of gets into, well, I'm trying to try figure out where I was going to go with that. Um, well, first off, they don't have to buy a jersey, right? No, no. it's not required. Yeah. So it, yeah, yeah, I guess if you don't want to buy it, if you don't want to spend $55, so approximately $55 on a jersey, um, you could just wear one of the so-called waiver jerseys. Um, it's a, it's going to be a random number and it's going to be, um, I mean, we have limited sizes, but that's not, that's irrelevant. Uh, and it will not have a name on the back. So that'll be the difference between um, a jersey that you would buy, which would have your name on the back and the number you want, versus a waiver jersey, which will have a number, but it will not have a name. So, But it'll have all the other fun accoutrement, right? Oh, like absolutely. I'm going to get the fun jersey. I just don't have to pay for it is what you're saying. Right. Well, you yeah. don't You don't get to keep it, though. No, no, I have to yeah. give it back later. Right. Every yeah. game you give it back. Yeah. Every game you don't. You it, yeah. yeah. Just like, you know. You, just like you, other leagues. Yeah. You show up, you get handed a jersey, you wear that jersey for the game, you turn it back in when you're done. So you don't get to, you don't get to wear it at your, your drop-in skates on Wednesday nights. Yeah. But if you buy your own, yeah. hey. Completely you, customizable, your number, you your name on the back. But so, so how do, for the replacement if you screw it up. Yeah, that too. So how did the numbers work? What if I, you know, because that's the thing is, right? We've been asked, I've been asked that with numbers and trades and. Yeah. yeah. So let's say, you know, someone uh, buys a jersey on, let's say the Jets and it's, um, they choose number 10. Um, as far as, as long as they, that person is in the league, whether they move to other teams or not, the jersey number 10 is taken and cannot be taken by somebody else that is on the Jets. So, um, for example, let's just say Tom was drafted by the Jets. He chose number 10. Um, but eventually down the road, he got drafted by other teams or got traded, whatever the case. Since he bought his jersey from the Jets, no other player can ever customize their jersey to have number 10 as long as he is still active in the league. Once he retires, that jersey goes into what we call so-called retirement. Um, and then that jersey number becomes available again. So. Uh, and if you come back on the Jets, you have the jersey already. Yes. Right. Okay. Which there will be that. It, you know, yeah. three, four, five years down the road, there's going to be that someone that bought a jersey in year one, um, maybe in year two, they're on a different team. And then a couple years later, they're back on that team and they have the jersey right there. Yeah. So it's not a complete, you know, waste, I guess you could say, or um, just because you're on the team for one year doesn't mean that you only get one year's of use out of it. So. Right. And let's be clear, if you buy a jersey, that doesn't mean you can't be traded. That doesn't mean any of that stuff. But with contract years, say you get drafted by the Wolves and you're on a three-year contract, maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to be on this team for three years. I'll drop the 55 or 60 bucks and get a jersey, you know. And did we mention these jerseys look incredible? Yeah. Especially the Wolves. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually a very simple jersey. Yes. But it's, you know, sometimes simple 
we're very See, simple. Simple people. is better. Simple sometimes, is oftentimes, makes a great jersey. So I'll give you some insight real quick. Do we have time? Oh yeah, we got plenty of time. So some insight on the Yetis jersey. I'm spilling some beans here. We were actually going to get our gold star. I don't know. No, he's, so the, <laughs> he's topped out. So the shoulder patch that we have that has the full Yeti it says Yetis with it, the dudes holding the hockey stick. That was originally going to be our main crest logo, but when we put it on the jersey. It was like just a pop. It, it's there's too much going on with the trees and the mountains in the background, and so we played with it and played with it and played with it, and then I think it was actually I think it was Jared Jackson that was like, "Why don't we just do the Yeti head?" And we did just the head, and we were like, "That's it. That's it, the jersey. It, it looks great right out the gate." So even thanks. though you guys have like several different Yeti graphics on, there. we do. We went all out. You're like, yes. How many Yetis yes. can we put on one jersey? <laughs> I think there's a fifth one somewhere. Is there a fifth one? No. No? Maybe. How did you get four Yetis on one jersey? <laughs> there's only three. Oh. And really, there's three. One. Yeah. Two. Three. Is there one? It's the, the same as... Oh. So yeah. There's four Yetis, but two are the same. That's yeah. still four Yetis. <laughs> yeah. There's four Yetis on it. Which, did you know that Yetis is plural? It's not like cacti. Yeti. Yetis is plural? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeti. No, Yeti is singular. Right. So a Yeti is a singular so Yeti. Yetis is like a... But do you know what a group of Yetis is called? A gaggle? Yetites? A flurry. That's that's oh, true. That's Look right. it up. I, so, I don't think I need right. to. I feel like you Googled that already. How often... Is, never mind. <laughs> How often is that term used? <laughs> if somebody like down the street be like, oh man, there's a flurry of Yetis, I'm going to just be like... Hey, no, next no, time... You don't, call it, you don't call it flurry of Yetis, you... Oh yeah, I guess yeah, it would yeah. be a it's flurry. Like a of it's like a school of fish. Okay, gotcha. next time you're at trivia and someone asks that question, you're gonna be like, it be a flurry. flurries of yetis." Like you can't see one uh, no. yeti. Where would like you a see a collection yeah, of right. yetis? That's, that term is <laughs> on the ring. Okay, says everyone. Right, or like a school of fish. You don't call it a schools of fish. Yeah. Well, you know, whoever's doing the ops for the games, be like, here come the flurry of yetis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I as, a, as an opponent, I hope they do say that. Instant, instant loss. Right there, for sure. <laughs> they took an L before they put their foot on the rink. <laughs> so let's dive into anyway. some pre-draft discussion. Let's talk about what you guys think is going to happen. <laughs> oh, everybody just <laughs> shit at the same time there. Oh, no. It was a heavy sigh. I don't have any idea, man. I think there's going to be some people. I think the interesting thing to me is what happens when we get to that $19 threshold, right? Because if you get someone for 19 you can keep them for three years. Obviously, that's going to, that's a, that's a decent chunk of your salary cap. But if it's a good player, maybe it's worth it. There's going to be a lot of like, for lack of a better term, cock blocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to push them over that $19 mark. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is if you're the team that's like, man, they're going to get this guy who's really good for 19 and bucks. In our division. And they might be there for three years. We'll go 20 because worst case, you know, we're only again for one year. Mm-hmm. So right. we're, we're not strapping ourselves long term financially. There's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'd like to single out guys, you know, for good performance. But like, there's probably what, seven guys that could potentially, like, absolutely go for 20, hit this 20 mark. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's actually a debate we had this week as far as how many guys are going to go for 25 plus. 25? Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's, listen, there's some teams out there. Well, first off, the, the roster sizes are small, right? It's, it's right. now 10 skaters. So it's fewer players you have to cover. And there's some teams out there with a lot of money, like 70 some. There's, I count six teams with 70 plus dollars. Um, and there's one that's even close to 80. I think there's 79. I don't know who it is. It might be Venom. 
Is it the Raptors? No, I think it's Venom. I think it's Venom. But I could be wrong on that. So you think about $25, you take $25 off of set, that's what puts you at $54 for six players. Six more players. I mean, that's very doable. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's one of those top flight players like a, you know, Drew Crononis, Jake Schulte, and uh, those types. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting, I think, this first year. Yeah. For sure. And then seeing the contracts that people get, handed get awarded. Yeah. Because I think everyone's assuming, and I should, probably shouldn't say this, but I, I think everyone's assuming that it's those top guys that are going to get the long deals. Mm-hmm. But I think there might be some teams that have the mentality of building out their middle of their roster as their core, and then they can fill in those top-line pieces through their draft their trade. Yeah. They're so, there. Every year, they're going to be there. Right. Well, well, it gives you the ability to kind of try some things out. If this year this guy doesn't work and you pay 25 bucks for him, then you probably want to get someone else after the year. Right. It, it, it's also one of those things where, hey, we know that, like, I'm just going to use this guy as an example because he, I think ever, all of us know him. Matt Lesko. He's a reliable guy. He's going to score you goals. He's not the flashiest player, but he's a good, hard player. He's going to be at almost every game, right? He's a guy that I could see a team willing to go for three years on him because they're like, oh, I sure. know what I'm getting from yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you get some players that maybe a team hasn't seen. And are you going to risk a two, you know, a three or even two year deal on a player that you don't know? Yeah. Someone um, that's a, that's 50, you know, you could say has trouble showing up all the time. Right. Or is a last, it was a last minute ditch. Right. Guy kind of person. And what's interesting is, you know, there's, say you get a guy like that and you have him on a three year deal. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he shows up to 40% of your games. He's probably going to be pretty hard to move mm-hmm. because other teams are going to see that. Albatross. Which, by the way, I think we need to discuss, and this is something that I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, but I think within our group, we need to discuss buyouts. I mentioned that to you like two months ago. I know, but it, I think there was so much going on. I was like, this is not maybe the time we need to have this. But that was before it, he heard the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> before he started thinking about it, he's like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. But I think that's something that we could be, that could be done. Yeah. Because yeah. I had mentioned, I brought that up like, because yeah, if that happens, right? Say, yeah. going to use us as an example. We had a player who just never showed up for us mm-hmm. and wouldn't quit league. the league, but never showed up. If you have a guy like that and he's on a contract, how as a team can you get rid of that, right? Because no one else is going to trade for that player. No, he's like, no, it's not going to show up. So why am I going to trade for him? So it that was a mechanism I had kind of thought so about. Theoretically, how would you guys structure something like that? Like very, very similar to the NHL, right? You buy out a player, he's goes back into the draft, but you have a cap hit penalty now yeah. for. However, we'd have to figure that out. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, a buyout is fifty percent for double the length of the contract, right? Yeah, it's it's very complicated. Yeah. yeah. So if he has two years left and you buy him out, and um, he's making ten dollars, yeah, it'd be it's five, actually a third. I'm pretty sure. A third, I, I think. But I could be wrong on that. So let's say, his, yeah, let's say his um, his salary is twelve dollars. Third of that is four dollars. So that would be four dollars spread out throughout the course of how many other years he has left. Right. I don't know. We'd have to, I don't yeah, think we'd it's have that to talk simple about because it. that's, I think that would make it too simple. If yeah. you want to know more, go to the meetings. Yeah. yeah. Throw the questions out there. Yep. So anyway, it, yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get nutty, I think. Um, yeah. Oh no, that would make sense. $12. So it'd be $4 every year, right? So it'd be a $4 cap hit every year that, I don't know, I'm getting into too much. No, no, I th- this, <laughs> this is a good discussion. So yeah, yeah. I am. 
this is something you guys need to discuss in the in the yeah, board. I think that's something. Yeah, there's definitely going to be issues yeah. like that because obviously yeah. you've already dealt with it. So um, it'd be nice to have for teams to have it out if somebody's just not working out the way that right yeah. the way that that everyone thought they would. Yeah. That way, that player at least maybe goes to the waiver list or, or right. goes back into the draft somehow. Right. And, and so, yeah, actually, we'll touch on that real quick. So we we have discussed this. Say you have a player who signed for three seasons. And year two, they just say, you know what, I'm retiring, I'm moving away, or whatever, right? So the the team that had that player would get that contract year, and that salary would come off the books. It, it doesn't really hurt you mm-hmm. um, as a team. So that we we did discuss that. The other thing I wanted to mention back to the salary stuff. So Quinn, yep. um, we are not going to do bonuses. So your 120 that you get is 120. Yeah, you can get fined still. But we are also limiting. You can also trade money, but trading money is for the next, next draft. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it doesn't affect your current team, but you and there's limits on that. So the most that you can have for a draft is one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and the least that you can have entering a draft is one fifteen. Okay. Excluding fines. Yep. So if you're at one fifteen and you get fined, you're going to go below that. Yeah. Yep. But we did that because we wanted to keep it on a more even playing field yes. amongst everyone. I would team. say we want parity, right? Yeah. And I felt like previous leagues, there might, you know, I guess you could say you'd go anywhere from, I think it was $100 to 130 And I just felt like um, that could be a situation a where it is a big swing, right? And teams kind of dip off. And, you know, when they're, when a team is really bad, I think that creates a bad product on the, on the ice in our rink. And, um, and I think the, the goal is to have it to where there's just always competition. And I think creating that window of how much you can spend, making it smaller, creates that parity within the league. Right. So and that's kind of where we came up with that idea. Yeah, contract years is the same way. You can trade contract years, but it's only for, for the, the next year. year. So if you are going for it, right, and you want this big-time stud, but you know you might have to give up a contract year or two to the team that is acquired right. that you're getting him from so that way they are building for the future mm-hmm. and there's limits on that too but that gets a little more complicated so yeah. we'll get into that um there was something else that i was thinking of with the uh salary stuff that oh Fox. trade flex yeah yeah so, so this is another change yeah do you want to talk about trade flex um i would say that i mean the, the trade flex amount that is being handed out is ten dollars mm-hmm. right okay and the way that works is, um, let's say you have a, a player that you want to trade for that costs $20 and um, you have a player that you want to get that is $10. The trade flex allows you to, to make that deal um, because you have that $10 in trade flex. Uh, it's never more than if you, if you want to acquire a player that is um, outside of that 10, you're going to have to find either multiple players to add to that trade to where um, there's only a $10 difference um, versus um, other leagues where that, that trade flex was larger. Right. And I, I talk about anything that I've kind of missed because I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. Well, I think the big thing is it's essentially whatever you start your draft with right now, every team's going to have 120, right? So with the $10 trade flex, the most that your team salary at any point in the season will add up to is $130. It will never be more than that. That's kind of the big 
change. So if you say the Raptors go into the, well, let's use the Wolves since you're sitting here. Let's say they're like, you know what? We don't want to use all our money and they only spend $110 at the draft. So they have that $10 excess. Mm-hmm. So that at the conclusion of the draft immediately converts into trade flex. So now they have $20 yeah. in trade flex. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that does not carry over into the next draft. So they don't have 10 extra dollars to use next year. They but just they have it that year. They have it that year so they can add to their roster in the season. We don't want to create money out of thin air, so to speak. Right. right. And we don't want money going from year to year. Right. So it, it the whole cap stuff is basically in season. It's all trade flex. So if I trade you a $10 player and I get a $5 player back, Right, I gained five dollars. That just goes into my trade flex. If I don't use it, yeah, I, it gone. goes away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't use it. Yeah, it's not going into cap. Right, salary cap. I don't have five more dollars to spend next year. Yeah, because that's just for this year. That I can add another player, and that's to Quinn's point. If you're trying to add expensive players, you might need to move some money out. Yeah, but trade flex is from year to year, right? Yes. Once a year is gone, that trade flex just disappears. Right, it's gone. It's lost. And really, your salary is only the draft. That's all it really impacts. Because after the draft, everything is just trade flex. Yes. And you can trade cap, like I said, but that affects your next year, not the current year. You should have just started with that. Yeah. did a much better job. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. There's no more room on his shirt for gold stars. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to need another shirt. Drowning in gold stars. (sighs) Anything else we need to cover, boys? Uh, man. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, besides your own team, who do you think is the best jersey? Ooh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. Did we talk about transparency? That was like the first thing. Oh, we talked man. about the Players Association. Again, I'm, yeah. running, I'm running on fumes here. That's Sorry. okay. Well, let's talk. Oh, hey, let's talk about this. An event. Yes. That would be. That I would hope everybody would show up. Not everybody, but a lot of people would show up to. Um, my family's going to have a bonfire, uh, December 17th. It's going to be at my parents' house. We'll put out more information. We'll put it on the, uh, Facebook as far as events go. Um, but in years past, we've had bonfires out there. Um, and those have been a great time. It's been a great time for people to get to know each other. Um, I hope as many people can come out to that as possible. I think Rick, you said there's a theme. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to be nice. It's uh, ugly sweaters because it's around Christmas. You're going to be nice. What do you mean? You're yeah, what do you, how are you going to say that? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I was originally going to ask Quinn for a Jets jersey to wear. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, man. But Hey, man, I think there was some... Our, our jersey might have got the most love. You didn't. You so, did. You did. Well, I tell you, the logo did, I think. Yeah. Quinn, I got, it took balls to put what? airplanes and buildings together again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Too soon? No, not too Jeez. soon. Just unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected. Didn't see that wow. joke coming. Wow. That's a good That's question, great. though, Stubby. Uh, like, what jersey, <laughs> other than your own, what jerseys are, are you guys into the most? I say, uh, uh, like, that's the thing is, I think a lot of our captain, well, captains, I guess, but our board has talked about buying other jerseys from other teams yeah. just because they like the look of them. My kid told me I have to buy a Raptors jersey. Even really? if I, yeah, he's Jurassic Park, so. Their jersey turned out 
a lot better than the original. It turned out like listening to Scott Moss sit in there on a Monday night talking about his, his Jersey and he was kind of wishy washy. And then I saw it. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? They went through a lot of like, there was a lot of, because it's great. I will say this when they first sent in the reptile looking scales to the, the email, I was like, I don't think this is going to look good. And then sure enough, it pops out. Chris like, did his magic, man. That looks good. Dude, yeah. Chris was awesome. Chris was really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Title He's very patient with some teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like the sting as well. The uh, kind the of honey, the honey drip, yeah, honeycomb. That's it cool. kind of has a little bit of that, that, Roller hockey vibe to it. A little roller hockey, but it's also got a little bit of that blues vibe yeah, from the oh, mid nineties kind of. It's a great combo of a, a NHL and a and a um, roller hockey. Yeah. Vibe, yeah. What I find interesting is like we put these polls out, and you know, in your own mind, you're like, oh, well, this jersey's right, not going to do considerably well. better than this one. And, you know, just from your personal taste, right? And then like you see the votes are like even. Yeah. And I mind you a lot of us because the captain group. Yeah. But, yeah. But still, it's. I almost wow. tallied. I wanted to tally who had the most votes that were not captains. Yeah. That would be the winner, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I go through the, you know, like, oh, let's look at this year. Who voted for this year? So I'm like, and be like, you know, somebody I'm close to. I'm like, really? <laughs> you son of a. Right. And what was great was. Uh, I think it was Hazlitt actually voted against his team. <laughs> But uh, as far as like favorite man, they're all good. They, yeah. There's not a bad. Jersey. They're unique. They're all In, unique. I'd say my you know? favorite. You talk about like the Raptors jersey going through the changes is the Thundercat jersey for me. Oh, came that a long thing, way. Oh yeah, came a long way. Yeah, I forgot that, that one, one might be one of my maybe one of my it's, favorites. Yeah. It's under the radar. Yeah. I, yeah, I like their color scheme a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And their logo, dude. Yeah. That logo is so. I just it's different for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially no. when you're thinking like an '80s cartoon, and then you see that, <laughs> yeah. So it's I, I like that one. I so mean, there aren't any not. bad. Ones. No, like no, they no, all no, look no. really good. They all pop in their own way. They're I mean, all gonna they're all gonna bring something to the league that that. Yeah, and I think I isn't there. I, in a lot I of like ways. the Thundercats, but I, sorry, Quinn, I, I think I gotta go with Stubbs. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just it's so unique it's so different the the thing i also like about it is you've got a bunch of different flavors right you've Mm -hmm. got the jets and the barracudas and kind of ours that's more traditional stripes and solid colors and nothing crazy but then you've also got the raptors with the camo and the sting with the honeycomb Mm -hmm. pattern and i guess yours would also kind of fall in that modernist yeah like that nhl classic kind of look yeah so you got the moose is kind of that more newer style Mm -hmm. um the Venom's kind of classic with bright colors. So it, it's interesting because you've got a bunch of different vibes with all the teams. And, and, you know, you might be more of the modern style with like the Moose or the Sting, or you might like more of the classic, like the Barracudas, the classic blue and white, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, and then as far as the players go, if you're thinking about buying jerseys, you best believe there's going to be a competition which team sells more jerseys. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams just selling random ass jerseys oh, to yeah. people too. Well, that we talked about having a, a basically jerseys on sale right at, yeah. at the at the league games. So I think that could be a thing. Merch. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs merch. Maybe like, just a little five yeah. cent up charge, a little money. And that's something that we we obviously we've been working on getting at the league as a whole set up just so we can play hockey. Right. That's yeah. kind of been our focus. But this is something an opportunity that you know, the, the whole team identity team branding stuff that like, I don't even think any of us really considered at first, but like this gives, opens up doors to sell team merch. Right. So you can get a customized 
Yeti's low, like jersey, like you see NHL, you know, teams have, or yeah. like a, a a Jets hoodie, right? Um, not just league stuff, right? It's more personalized to your team um, and league stuff. There needs to be some, yeah, yeah. sure. There I will mean, be the, the jerseys have the RHL logo, yeah. t-shirts, and stuff yeah. like that should be around. And that was important to us is making sure that the jerseys had the league branding because um, we want it to be. Yeah. We all are part of the same league, and I understand that teams are kind of their own identity, but we all fall under the same umbrella. Um, so that was why you'll see the jerseys have the GRHL word mark on the right shoulder. Which there might be another little curveball coming. Yeah. We'll just save that for well, Easter egg. I just yeah. got a wink over here. I don't know what that means yeah, exactly. Save that for uh, opening night. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we, uh, and honestly, we'll be upfront and transparent with you. You know, we wanted to do a real jersey reveal. Like, we wanted to wait to reveal the jerseys till we got them in hand and, like, modeled them off. Mm-hmm. But the way the logistics work with the draft in order, it just wouldn't work out. Well, I think as far as building hype for a league, it makes sense to start unveiling some of that stuff right before the draft. Yeah, exactly. That way people are, yeah. are hyped up for it. You don't want to, sure. yeah. you know, who knows how many people are going to be able to show up to the draft. That was if you're revealing the, all the jerseys at the draft. It wouldn't have been as, as impactful. Biggest numbers social media wise were with the jerseys. They were that sick. Was, why, why yeah, else, I mean, man? Like, that there is definitely a lot of you know sharing and like you get like when we get like interactions beyond people in the league, that's when you know you're doing something good, right? So that's you know what we're shooting for. Speaking of that, hey Quinn, who's driving? Who's flying your guys' jet over? Yeah. There? <laughs> Did you guys just skirt the question and make me answer what I liked? Uh, and you guys, neither one of you answered your. Favorite? I'm trying to decide. Oh. Um, man. Yeah, I think I like Yetis. I think Yetis is up there. Um, uh, I'm trying to just think off the top of my head. I know, I'm trying to rack my Honestly. brain with all of them. I, I think Sting is up there for me. I do yeah, like the I like honeycomb. The sting. I think it pop, I think the numbers pop. The no honey drip. The honey drip is cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, the Venom have that classic. That yeah. reminds me of Dallas There's Stars. There's some colors there. Yeah. Yeah. That look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think my second favorite is honestly the Barracudas. I'm just oh, man, a the sucker blue, for the, the classic. Blue, the main. Is, yeah, I, the one thing I think they could have, I, I think they could have livened up. I don't know if that's the right word, but they could add a little bit to maybe like their shoulder. I think a little flair. And I don't, oh, I don't know. So we're just court. We're just. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and it will never end. Poor guy. It will never end. Um, but we're just lucky that we got their their name in yeah. and their jersey. Well, so. we got their name in twice. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you know that? So, oh yeah, yeah. Blue Angels and then Blue Devils. Devils. No, oh, no, Blue Devils. Blue Devils. Don't tell yeah. me that they might change the yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That's when those teams merge. I, well, obviously yeah. the Barracudas was a better choice yeah. if I said the wrong names. So. Right. I think <laughs> those, like you said, those powder blue, man, those are going to pop out. Yeah. Those are going to look good. Those are going to look really good. I do. I think one of the things I appreciate about them is that there, there's none of them that are close enough to each other that it's going to be hard to distinguish who's. That was a challenge. That, if you look at that picture that you sent out with all the jerseys on it, I'm like looking through, I'm like, man, all these, you can tell there's something similar. Yeah. yeah. There's and, nothing that looks too similar. Which so, was the, yeah, the that, talk. right. And I guess we'll touch on that a little bit. Sure. There is a plan to do white jerseys. Um, why the Outlaws jersey right. the way it is. So yeah. the Outlaws are the Kelly is their primary color, mm-hmm. but it was. Too close, obviously, to the Venom jersey. Right. So we allowed them, since they were the first team to submit a duplicate color, basically, because Quinn had some stuff, and there were... Mm -hmm. We had some other teams that had some color conflicts, but anyway, 
the the outlaws went with a white jersey this year, and you'll notice they're the only light colored jersey, and that's why. So when we order jerseys for Again. the alternate colors, most teams are going to be the light color jersey. Theirs will be the dark jersey. In two to three years, mm-hmm. they'll have a primary Kelly jersey, and then we'll be you know the home team will probably wear white. We haven't talked about that, but. Yes. The away team wearing the color. I'm with you. I feel like that's kind of a tradition there. (laughs) See, I'm with you. I prefer the dark jerseys. I want to see the color I like like the darker darker color jerseys. If if you go to the rink, if you're like, let's use the blues. If I'm a blues season ticket holder and I'm going to 41 games. It's blue versus white. It's blue versus white every game. I get what you're saying. However, that used to be always the argument in the 90s was – we never get to see the blues in their their real color. Their actual or do that on yeah. weekends, and that used to be Sunday. You wear the blues, or Sunday. You I wear wouldn't your mind if they switched. I mean, it up what if they, I mean, I think what they yeah, should I, do I, is I think we think there games, needs to be better balance. Hey, weeknight mm-hmm. games, you go whites. It's you wear your white jersey at home, and then on weekend games, it's, it's there you that's, go. that's your Flip blue. It. You know, there Friday, you Saturday, Sunday is is your. We are solving our league. We're, we're solving their league. Right. Somebody get Batman on the phone. Well, we don't have stars any, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have any weekday games, so. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't yeah. want to conflict with the NHL, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so, any closing thoughts, guys? Uh, I'll, I'll. I guess I'll start. I just want to thank everyone for signing up and and the excitement around the league. Uh, we obviously we. The twelve of us, the the group that started this, had had a vision and want to make something great, but we couldn't do it without players um, and and people that are involved with the league. So just honestly, just thank you. Um, keep that excitement going. We're very excited to get the league going. Um, we need to recruit. Yeah, we <laughs> get out there and recruit. Yeah, we still need players. So if you know buddies that you play with, just have them sign up on. What was that website again, Rick? That website is gatewayrollerhockey.com. How can you not remember the Gateway Roller Hockey? <laughs> what was my position again? <laughs> <laughs> Throw the socials out there again for him, too. Instagram at Gateway Roller Hockey League. Twitter at GR underscore HL underscore. Facebook at Gateway Roller Hockey. Great. Quinn, any final thoughts? No, just uh, my mine was the recruit thing. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's he needs got. some sleep, so I do. Yeah. What about you, Rick? No, I'm not pertaining to hockey, but yeah. Okay. All I right. Got, I got one more. Yes, we, sir. Uh, we're also looking for sponsors. So if you're interested in sponsoring the league or this podcast yeah. or anything, right? Like we we are looking for sponsors. So uh, you can reach us on the website. Um, get in touch with us through one of our socials, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Well, this has been episode one, I guess. The pilot. I hope we get picked up. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be fired after this. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys at the league. Bye.